And we live just like that. Episode eight, nine. Running it, running it, running, running it, it, doing the thing. Running Welcome back, Souls and Sixty. We got a new guest on the show. Yo, 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 my man Musa. Tell him who you are. Uh, my name is Musa Jal. I'm a Florida baby, originally born and raised. Um, I got into timeshares pretty recently. Um, before that, I was just a mechanic, you know, trying to make a buck. Ooh. And then I found out a way to make more than a buck hey. just with conversation. So I got in it. So who put you on? Uh, my brother-in-law, actually, Mario. Mario. Yeah. Put me on game. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I said, like, it's always somebody that put somebody on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because before that, I didn't even know what a timeshare was, bro. I couldn't mm-hmm. define it to you. Mm. I really couldn't. So I came in completely new, didn't know nothing about nothing, and I just soaked it all in. So what's your definition of timeshare? The definition of timeshare to me is anything that the world uses publicly. So... To me, the way I explain it is everything that everybody uses together at the same time mm-hmm. because you share in time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where the name came from, timeshare. So, like, for me, a timeshare is, like, public transportation, movie theaters, whatnot. But timeshares and vacation are, like, your hotels, Airbnbs, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Anything that the world's using at the same time, sharing time. Damn, he make that sound so easy and simple, and I just want to be a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> Who doesn't goal. want a timeshare after he says something like that? <laughs> that's the goal, bro. You got to make it simple so people get it, because I really didn't know what a timeshare was, man. Word. I did not. Word. But now I do. Yeah. That's what's up. That's, that's what's, what's up. up. How long you been in the industry for? You brand new to the industry? I'm a new booty, bro. Like, since March, I've been in. Got you. Yeah, got but you, got you. apparently, so from what I hear, six months in time, shit, is actually a long time. So <laughs> I'm, about to be a, I'm about to be a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You, to, to make it six months. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I definitely see people come and go in like two, three weeks. For I'm sure. like, Sheesh, Only bro. the strong survive. Yeah, because you know it's a roller coaster of emotions. Like, You'll be on a whole high, selling, doing your thing, boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. And then you get a couple no's, and it make you want to rethink your whole career. For sure. Yeah, really yeah, do. yeah. We were just talking about that. You know, one thing I love about the industry is even though it's been out, I mean, Timeshare has been around for centuries. Um, yeah. I like that new people like yourself and the last guest we had, then, yeah, I like that y'all are new, still coming to the industry and still making money. You know what I'm saying? Showing other people out there that are not in the game, hey, there's still room for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's room for everybody. There's enough resorts in the area and enough money to go around for people brand new to come in the industry and still eat. You know yes, bro. The whole world needs vacation. Absolutely. So, boom, anybody can get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, share with me this. I'm hearing that the, the training at the company that you work for is, um, you know, three weeks long, correct? Three long, long weeks. Three long, <laughs> long weeks. Yeah, them weeks hurt, man. They put you through it. Mm-hmm. Um, three weeks, just Monday through Friday, just hardcore, like, drilling, drilling, drilling script. And just about every day, you got to test on what you study. So they make sure you dedicated, and they make sure you stay on what you got. Casual, casual. And when you hit the floor, are you experiencing things that they taught you in training? Some of them, and then there's other stuff on the floor. You just can't be taught it until you actually experience it. So yeah. there's been families where I'm like, uh, what's going on? Like, yeah, why, yeah. why are you being like this? This is not, this is not this protocol. Yeah, what this is doing? not in it. Yeah. I don't know what to say. But in sales, you really just got to have common sense and understand that you just talking to regular people. So sure. trying to teach somebody how to be in a robotic scene is not going to work out when you're in sales because you have to conform to what the the customer needs. For sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well said. So is it everything um, that Mario said it was when you got in the industry? 
he honestly didn't tell me much. He kept it real short with me because at the time when um, I had moved down here, I moved down here from Colorado. Um, that's where I was a mechanic at. Okay. And when I moved down here, I was going to be a mechanic here, but they curved me because of my driving record, so they wouldn't let me drive their company vehicles. And Mario was like, bro, just come to Westgate. Gotcha. That was the end of the conversation. <laughs> that's all oh, yeah. I knew about it. That's all you knew. That's all I knew. So, got you. Yeah. So then you didn't have a real estate license at the time. No, I you did had to not. Go get that. I had to How get was it. that process? That process was long, man. Honestly, I had a lot of issues with um, the DBPR that a lot of people have never even heard of. Like all the paperwork I would submit was quote unquote illegible, and different people kept telling me different things, and I couldn't get a hold of the right people. So it was just like. Jumping through a lot of hoops, mm -hmm. but when you finally get through it and you know you make it and you can finally start getting paid on what you deserve, mm -hmm. it's well worth the wait. It sure. is well worth the wait, man. For so sure. it's cool. So initially you were selling, but wasn't getting paid. Yeah, I was just salary, bro. I was just making peanuts, but selling gold. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really crazy. I was making peanuts, selling gold, and I, man, it hurt my feelings every time. But I knew I was doing something good, right. so it was what kept me going. Mm -hmm. That's what kept me going because I saw the people's faces, you know, when they actually felt like they did something good for their families and they made a change. I was like, you know what, man? You did do good. Congratulations mm -hmm. to y'all. Yeah. I made peanuts, but right, congratulations right, yeah, to y'all. Yeah, y'all yeah, yeah. yeah, did something. So it's cool. You know, somebody won. And nah, I feel like now, I won too. Now it's a win-win because you're yeah. helping change lives and you get compensated for what exactly. you do. Exactly. So it's all gravy and I ain't mad at it. Got mm -hmm. you. So what's your goal this year? My goal this year, from now until the actual January 1st, mm -hmm. hmm, I want to get a Rolex, man. I want to make enough to where I can get a Rolex and say I made it. Because that's, <laughs> that's been my staple for a real long time. A Rolex? A Rolex, How man, many? Yes. Just one? or I, I'm going to go with one for now. Hold on, bro. I got howling, howling, you know what I'm saying? I'm not there, there yet, but yeah. that's my staple. Which one? I want the date just with the... Uh, the fluted bezel yeah. so it got a little shimmer in yeah, every yeah, way yeah. i don't want to get the whole thing iced out. i don't want to go crazy <laughs> but i still want you know i want to have a little finesse when i do what i do so that's my goal i say go put yourself on the list mm -hmm. there's a little wait list right now yeah i heard about it. it's like <laughs> six seven months to get yeah. in line i'm like bro is that exclusive yeah but you do pay for the experience man and you know that's what i deserve so that's what i'm gonna get do you feel that you come into the table in a role in a suit is intimidating to some families? Um, it all depends on how I present myself when I speak. So I may offer the first visual look, oh, he's so put together, he da 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 da, he's looking down on me. But as soon as I speak, I humble myself and mm -hmm. I make sure I'm at the same level with the family. Mm -hmm. I dress the way I dress and I do the things I do because I know I'm going to ask them for a lot of money. Absolutely. You won't give thousands and thousands of dollars to a bum because yeah. you're not going to respect them. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody came in there looking the way they look, boom, you're mm -hmm. going to obviously respect them on sight. Mm -hmm. You may judge them in a certain way, but as soon as you guys speak and all that gets done and introduced, you realize it's a professional person just making a living. Now, just like the family is judging you, because like you're saying, you got to wear a suit if you're about to ask them for, you know, $100,000 today. Mm -hmm. Do you judge the family? What if they don't come in in a suit? What if they don't come in and design a clothes? What if they come in in a tank top and flip flops? You know what I'm saying? Are you treating that same presentation just like the person that came in in a polo shirt? You know what I'm saying? Well, see, that's the that's the big, I guess, reveal when it comes to actually speaking to a family, because I don't care who you are. You judge. We all judge. Whether it's subconsciously, whether it's consciously, or whether you just straight up, bro, you look like, what? Yeah, Either yeah, way, yeah. you're judging somebody. So, yes, I do judge, 
but I don't let that take away from what that person has to say when they say it to me. Mm. So if they're telling me something, but they look another way, I don't, I don't disbelieve them because they came in here looking like this. People are on vacation. They coming in to relax. They coming in to chill. Mm. And a lot of the appointments are pretty early in the morning, like seven, eight o'clock in the morning. So I can't expect people on vacation to come in on a timeshare presentation in a suit and tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be wrong of me to judge them like that. For sure. And it'd be, you know, doing my job a disservice because my job in in my career field they say do not prejudge because there'd be some people in there with no teeth, nothing, just. Mm -hmm. Came in there smelling like yesterday's trash, mm -hmm. and they still they buy. Still buy. Full down. Yes, yeah. full down, ready to give it all. <laughs> Boom. But there's also those families that come in with the matching Mickey Mouse shirts. They look like they got money. They yeah. say they got money. Yeah. Then at the end, it's like, eh, I, I can't do all that today. Yeah, I think yeah. about it. Not today, all this rah-rah stuff. So yeah. prejudging it can hurt you, so I don't try to do it. Speaking about today, because um, I've been told that um, in the timeshare industry, you guys have to ask these people for, you know, a lot of money in one day. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you overcome someone saying, hey, man, just not today? The way I overcome the not today, I try to um, instill the urgencies on it. So all the incentives and things like that that we offer them, you know, like extra getaways and all this. Those are all of what included in today's offer. If they don't come for today, then they're going to be into the old school form of timeshare that everybody talks trash on. Mm -hmm. So all the benefits and things that come with it are what motivate the families to do it today. Mm -hmm. So if they say not today, I just take it as, okay, I need to explain more of these incentives to you because if you are willing to miss out on this today, then you obviously didn't hear me because what we sell is like, a gas card making all gas 99 cents for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't jump on that? Mm -hmm. You give me any person that knows what 2 plus 2 is and tells me no to that, mm -hmm. I'll give up today. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. So with all the incentives that we offer, we do let it to be an open gate for them to really take vacations and not let it hurt their pockets. Because gotcha. every time somebody goes on vacation, their pockets are telling them what to do. Mm. A lot of the time, most of those families, they come in here locally or they drive in and they only do it because that's what their pockets told them to do. Mm. Because when we ask them, you know, what's your dream vacation? Where would you want to go? None of them have ever said where they are right now. Yeah. None of them are actually living their dreams because their pockets are telling them where to go. Yeah, you're right exactly. about that. Exactly. So right about that. if you take away affordability and you just go and it's cheaper than your groceries, boom. Yeah. Who yeah. wouldn't do it today? Yeah. That's your dreams, bro. You gonna let a couple thousand dollars stop you if you got it? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. That that uh, you, you know you hit it right there on the nail. Um, their pockets is telling them where to go because mm -hmm. I remember a lot of families that used to come in. You know they would come to the resort, they tour with us, even though they're actually staying somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions I would ask them is, you know, okay, well when you book that reservation, why did you book it? You know what I'm saying? Uh, did you book it because of quality? Did you book it because of affordability? Did you book it because, you know what I'm saying? Why did you pick that place that you picked? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will say it's because, you know, it's what kind of I could afford. You know yep. what I'm saying? And if they could stay, you know, here at a luxurious resort for the same price that they could have stayed over there, then obviously it makes sense to them and they would want to do it. So I, I can piggyback off that, man. You're exactly, right about that. Bro. You said something about like the, like the trash talk or whatever that from previous timeshare. So I guess I want to say, what do you think is the biggest misconception of the industry? That um, the biggest misconception is that you're limited on the places that you can go. A lot of the times when people buy timeshares, they get 
a whole bunch of information in one day and they forget about 90% of the things that they are told in that presentation on how to use the product. So for example, if you buy a Lamborghini, right, and you just try to stick the keys in it and go, that's not how you drive a Lamborghini. That is like a supercar. So you need to know exactly how to use it and exactly what to do in order to benefit the most from it. So the families that aren't really understanding how to use their product are the ones that I usually find have the most issues. But when it gets explained to them and they actually know what they're doing and have an actual purpose in their ownership, they don't have a problem. You don't have a problem because, boom, you know how to use it. So lack of understanding. Yes, a thousand percent. Ignorance is what gets them. Mm. And that sucks, man, because, you know, people spend a lot of money on what they have and they don't do enough of their own due diligence in what they own. Like when people buy homes and buy cars and anything big on that value aspect, they do all the research in the world. They're on YouTube University trying to get whatever they can to understand how to do it. But when it comes to timeshares, they just buy it and expect all vacation to fall in their lap. Yeah. That's not how anything works that mm -hmm. you buy. Yeah. So I don't know why people assume that about timeshares, but they do and it hurts them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yo, where y'all finding these people at? Because they, they say they brand new in the game. Oh, only two months, three months. But they coming in here talking like veterans in the game. <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? Nah, bro. I ain't no veteran. But I told you, bro. Being in there like six months is considered to be a veteran. Because yeah, there's yeah, people yeah. in there that don't make it, man. Yeah. There's people in there that find their steez and this is what they love forever. Being that, being that you're fairly new to the industry, mm -hmm. has there ever been times where you clock out, you get in the car, you're driving home, and you're like, Damn, I should have said this, or damn, what? I should have said that. Yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, bro. I think about like knowledge I could have dropped on them, and yeah, it probably yeah, would have yeah. changed their whole yeah. life. <laughs> oh man, it dwells on you for a while. For Sometimes sure. you lose sleep on it. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of times, all you can do is just take it as a lesson and hopefully apply that knowledge to the next family, the next so time. that you don't miss out on this because. There's, you're always learning. You could be in the game 20 years and somebody could drop a bomb on you that boom, you ain't never even heard of. And you're like, wow, it all works together and it all makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely have times where I didn't say all I needed to say, but that's just the way it is sometimes, you know? That's part of sales. So what do you do to try to get like better? The things I do to get better are honestly podcasts. Like, I am not a big reader because I don't have an imagination. Like if I'm reading words on a page, I can't I can't stay focused and understand it. So I try to lo uh, listen to like Bigger Pockets or um, How to Be a Billionaire, just different podcasts on how people work and understanding like the sales aspect of life. Because sales is in everything, everything that you do, whether it's talking to your significant other, whether it's going to Walmart, whether it's putting gas in it, you might be like, ah, I don't got it today like that. Let me just go ahead and put 20 in and call it a day. That's still sales. Yeah. So, you know, understanding that and impl implementing it in your life is the way that I learn. So I try to treat everything as an opportunity to fit that into sales because sales is a flow of uh, emotion and conversation and everything in life, honestly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm. So let me ask you this. Why do people quit the industry? Um, back to what I said earlier, man, it's a roller coaster and some people can't handle them lows, man. Like you are your own biggest enemy in sales. You definitely are your own biggest enemy because once you get into your head and you have that negative spiral on yourself, you're like, man, I might not be cut out for this. 
uh, man, I don't really feel confident in myself. The families feel that, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. see they see that. So when you're not confident in yourself and you feel like you ain't gonna make it, you don't make it. You really don't. But the second you turn it around and flip it on its head, and you're like, okay, I got this. Because in every dark aspect of it, there's some light mm-hmm. at the cause of it. Because mm-hmm. that's what makes a shadow, light. Mm-hmm. So if you have that darkness, just look for the light, man, and you'll be okay. Gotcha. You'll always be okay. You know, the cool thing about um, being new, uh, are you on in-house side? I'm Dayline. Dayline day day yeah. side, okay. So the cool thing about that is when you're doing the presentation, they don't know if you're messing up or not. You know what I'm saying? They don't know the presentation. So mm-hmm. even though you could be completely screwing up the presentation and they would never know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's always their first day. <laughs> it's always their first day yeah. in your house. And that's another thing that people got to realize is that if it's still their first day, they just as nervous as you are. Absolutely. They are just as nervous. Like, oh, man, I don't know. What are you going to say to me? Right. Ah, they start freaking out. They get bug-eyed and all this. But <laughs> just be cool, man. And if you mess up, that's how everything happens, man. Anything that you look at in life has some kind of a spec on it to where it's imperfect. There's nothing in this life that's perfect, so neither will your script. Mm. And as long as you can accept that and be okay with it, you'll always be all right. Mm. Let me let me ask you this: from the moment you're, so I'm assuming you're sitting in a, 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 a rep room waiting to go out. Mm-hmm. The moment they give you your paper and they say, "Hey, you know, go get the Johnson family." I guess that 15 second walk from you leaving to go get the family. Mm-hmm. What are you telling yourself during that 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 time? Mentally? So for me, it's that elevator ride. If I'm Dolly, I just have my head my head in tune with just I just stare off. And I'm like, all right, man, you got this. This is gonna be the day you sell this. This family gonna love you. You in the bag. You set, bro. All you gotta do is talk to them, and they gonna love it because the program will always sell itself. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is sell yourself. And as long as you love yourself and you can believe in yourself, you'll always sell yourself mm-hmm. every single time. But again, the second you start getting into that little tunnel of yourself and like, ah, oh, man, I don't really feel like I got this. They may like everything about the product, but they don't like you. Yeah. If yeah. they don't like you, they can't buy from you because you're the only thing that they have to put this all together. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like you or trust you, man, it's done. It's a wrap. Exactly. So let me ask you your opinion on something. What is a TO and what are their job? What is their job to you? Mm. So, okay. A TO to me is, I like to think of my TO as my mentor. So in, in this aspect of sales, I'm very, very new. So the person I look to as my TO is the person I look to for knowledge, to put me on game, to show me when I'm wrong, to help me out when I need it. And that's how I feel like my T.O. is with me. I look to him for guidance. And he also puts me in a position where I'm always uncomfortable. And when I say I'm always uncomfortable, he's making me grow. Because there'll be times and, you know, uh, in a sales, in a sales, I guess, that I am with a the customer, they'll, he'll, you know, put my foot to the fire and be like, all right, I'm about to test you here. This is what you're going to do, and you're going to do this by yourself. Because T.O.s, they're supposed to come in and help out the family any way they need financially. They're supposed to be the magician that makes everything okay. Boom, they do this for you because you're special. But my T.O., what he does is he makes sure that it's a relationship that is built so that when families come back, because they do, this is their timeshare that they own, they're happy with it, that they understand who I am, and they always want to speak to me. Now, if a T.O. comes in and they are better than you in the 10 minutes that they are with the family versus the hour and a half, two hours that you spent with them, you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to like them in 10 minutes 
and still have issues with you or <laughs> doubting you in that two hours that you spent with them. There's no way that that's supposed to happen. So he's helped me realize that. And with that, I build stronger connections with the family. And he helps me grow, man. He really does. So I thought presentations were 60 minutes. Why would you say two hours? Because there's also conversation in between it with the family. So the whole time you're speaking, you're not supposed to be speaking that whole time. The more you talk, the less you're listening. So what I try to do is I get family's feedback. And in that feedback, sometimes it turns into conversation. And you get lost in conversation, you know? Sometimes it may dwell off and drift, but eventually you bring it back in. So the strict part of the presentation is 90 minutes if nobody says anything, but <laughs> yeah. that, that's not how a presentation works. You know, people got to conversate. Yeah. You know? So that's why it takes a little bit longer than that. Got you. Mm -hmm. So there's families that actually come in here thinking the presentation is 60 minutes and we'll be out. 60 yeah. minutes and we're going to Disney. Yeah, and they come in time there close it. And, and you ruin, well, you don't ruin their day, but you, you, you prevent them from going to Disney for the next at least four or five hours, maybe six. Well, yeah. You know? So I keep it straight up with the families. If they're trying to time close me and they tell me they actually have important things to do, you know, I always remember that they are on vacation. This is something that people don't always get to do. And Disney World is a very magical place. Some people save up their whole lives to go to Disney World one time mm -hmm. just to say they took their kids there. Like their whole life, like 10, 15,000 is what they try to get just to get there because they may be from all over the world. So I, I let them know, I'm like, yes, the presentation can be 90 minutes, but keep in mind, we are going to be having conversation. It may drag out. If you have something else to do today, do not do me a disservice by rushing through this and thinking that, you know, just because you, 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 this is going to be done. Mm -hmm. I have a job to do here, and you signed up to do this job mm -hmm. with me. So if you want to reschedule, we can do that when you have more time. But this like is just that. the way it is. Yeah, I, like I give that. them the option straight up because it would be a real shame if, you know, halfway through the presentation, they like everything, they love everything, but it's getting in the way of what they want to do with their family. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's like, Mm, do I want to spend time with my family or do I want to figure out if this will actually benefit me later on because they know Disney World will benefit them right then and there yeah. but they don't know if this timeshare will help so they're For already sure. halfway listening and it's not really fair to them and it's not fair to me so that's why I give them that disclaimer it's just a fair shot do you have families have you ever been on a presentation and the husband is just looking at his watch and you know mm -hmm. so when a family's doing that what do yeah. you what do you do does the, it throw you off your game it doesn't throw me off because um i've had a lot of times where people just want to get in there and get out nobody in nobody that i've ever talked to has ever came in there ready to buy a timeshare mm -hmm. so anytime they're doing anything outside of trying to buy the timeshare it's just part of the game for me mm -hmm. so when they trying to rush me on the time and do all this i just try to make them feel better by acting like I'm rushing with him. So I'll, right. I'll scurry up. <laughs> I'm But no matter what, I do my job. Yeah. Right? But still going to take him to the process. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Because like I said, I have a job to do here. I'm a professional and y'all signed up for this. So whether you trying to be here or not, this is what you signed your name on. Yeah. And as a grown-up, you always know what you signed for is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So I help them out with their, men with their stress levels of, you know, rushing by rushing with them so I may mimic what they do I'll, ah, all right, I got you bro I'll be right back I'm gonna do this real quick and I add little um, additives in the conversation so I'll just say like real quick or I'm gonna hurry this up or I'm gonna get right through this just different things to help them feel better in the presentation because worrying about when you're supposed to leave 
is not what you're supposed to be worried about on a timeshare presentation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is not the goal. If they're if, worrying about that, you lost them already. Exactly, yeah. exactly. If that's what they worried about, man, you might as well talk to the wall. So <laughs> for sure, that's why I try to ease their mind. I'm like, all right, y'all, I got you, I got you. Just rock with me real quick, and we'll be good. Yeah, that's, that's valid. Yeah. Those are called advanced techniques. <laughs> well, hold on. I didn't know I was advanced like that. Yeah, it just yeah. made sense to me, you know? That's just what made sense. So I liked it. It was cool. That's what's up. That's mm-hmm. what's up. Um, do you have, for um, anybody on the fence uh, looking to get involved in Timeshare, something that they've always heard about, maybe they've never heard about it until seeing this episode right now with you, mm-hmm. would you give them any uh, recommendations, any advice you would give somebody looking to get into the industry? My advice um, when getting into the industry as a sales representative, you mean? Yes. So my advice for anybody trying to get into it is just be confident and be positive in everything that you do because that's what makes or breaks 90% of the people in sales. That negativity will kill you. You don't got to know nothing. Just be happy about it. As long as you can be happy with the people on vacation and show the love that you have for what you're doing, they're going to love it because like I said, the product will always sell itself. The hardest part about it is to sell yourself to that family. Mm. And once you can sell yourself, you go. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, I like it. Thank you, man. Damn, yeah. Musa, we appreciate you coming through. Yeah. yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. This is my first podcast ever. I was pretty hyped. Was like, <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah. we doing a podcast? Yeah, Let yeah, us yeah. go, bro. I'm hyped. For I sure, this, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we could parlay all day, man. And when you get your, um, you know, your million dollar ring, definitely come back. Man, I'm knocking that thing on the table <laughs> like this. Oh, yeah, they going to hit me. For sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. I'll be back for that. So, Rich, you want to pay some bills real quick? Yes. If you're looking to get your real estate license, contact the Richdale School of Real Estate. They handle pre-licensed courses, post-licensed courses, pre-education courses for the brokers, and post-education for brokers, as well as contained education. That's the Richdale School of Real Estate. The link is in the bio. Absolutely. And shout out to Factual Film Studio for making this possible. Obviously, you know, the most requested high demand uh, podcast on the Internet. That's what they're calling it. And we're glad to be able to, you know, touch the people. For one thing, one thing I love about this podcast is that, you know, it's not scripted. It's not fake. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's come here is is they're wearing their heart on their sleeve and they're telling you exactly what it is. You know what I'm saying? They're giving you their experiences. You, You guys have heard from several different people. You know, a lot of them are saying some of the same things as far as, you know, being real and. Uh, um, the money that you can make in timeshare for sure so definitely check us out man musa we want to say thank you for coming through man and and spreading that love for sure for sure i appreciate y'all for real man i'm excited to be here that's it for sure yeah all right we out peace